Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Manger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. Today, my guest is J.J. Burden, a former NFL wide receiver who took his success on the field after nine seasons and turned into success off the field as an entrepreneur and transformational speaker. He shares his failures and accomplishments, making the transition that many former pro athletes just never do. We also talk about his thoughts on having a mentor, seizing opportunities, and the importance of being a master of your craft. What's up, peeps? My guest today is about to put on a clinic for all of you tuning in. JJ Burden is the president of Team X88 International. He's a well-known keynote speaker, an engaging communicator, and a leading expert in helping individuals seize their opportunities in life. A 5'10", 157-pound wide receiver, he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in the 1988 NFL draft and played nine seasons, Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Atlanta Falcons. He's played with Hall of Famers like Joe Montana and Marcus Allen. He certainly was not the biggest, strongest, or fastest guy on the field, but he knew how to seize his once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and maximize his success through dedication and hard work. His biggest task to date might be the family of 10 he has. JJ Burden, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you on. Hey, what's up, Frank? It's good to be on your show. I'm looking forward to sharing today. All right. So before we get into this and kick it off and get into the actual five questions piece, I love to to give my guests the opportunity to connect with the audience and share a little bit about you know who you are and what makes you tick. So so give us something. Well, let's see. Um, I'm from Portland, Oregon, born and raised in Portland, Oregon. I now live in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, as you mentioned, big family. I've been married to my college sweetheart, Raina, for about 29 years. And um, so we have eight children. Now, there's a story behind that. So we have three biological children. And about 12, a little over 12 years ago, I got a call from my five nieces and nephews in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I flew out there to check on them. And the next day, I'm in a courthouse standing before a judge. And the judge says, we're going to take your five nieces and nephews and place them in five separate foster homes. You're the next to kin. What do you want to do? So that was um, a little unexpected, you know, but I did what any smart husband would do. And I said, judge, let me call my wife first. You know, so talk to my wife. Five minutes later, we said, let's take the children. And so we immediately merged them into our family and went from a family of five to a family of 10 overnight. And it's it's been very rewarding. A lot of work, you know, but very, very rewarding. So um, from an athlete standpoint, yeah, I was a two-sport athlete at the University of Oregon. So I am a duck. And uh, I ran track and I played football there. I was really there for track and field. I was a really good long jumper. I qualified for the 1988 Olympic trials in a long jump. So that was kind of my focus. But everybody said I was too small to play football. So I begged the coach to let me try out my second year made the team and ended up doing both sports and 
But to my surprise, I got drafted by the Cleveland Browns, as you mentioned. And um, then my NFL career took off, took off, took off. Had some setbacks, a lot of rejection, but I ended up making it and playing nine years. And now today I'm a businessman. You know, that was always my dream to be an entrepreneur. And, and I do that, as you mentioned earlier, I'm a speaker, best-selling author. I just, I love what I do. Took me some time to find my passion because I went through a lot of different professions, but I got it now and I'm running with it. Awesome. So I, I know you gave us a really great backdrop there and, and going, you did what unfortunately a lot of former pro athletes just don't get to do. They get to successfully transition and not only do you have a, a family to rely on you and, ex, and then extended that family, but also now you've, you've parlayed that into a, a successful career um, post uh, athlete and, and, and post, you know, hitting the, hitting the field and putting all that hard work in and, and found success there. So can you, can you give us a little backdrop on just a you know, glimpse and how'd you, how'd you get there? What was there something that you were like, Hey, uh, I need to make money. Was it urgency or was it, you knew what you wanted to do and you kind of set yourself up on that path to get to where you are today? I think really for me, I was driven when I was young. I just, the circumstances I was raised in and you know, just kind of how we struggled. I always made up my mind that I was going to break the cycle. I was going to do something different and really create opportunities for myself and my future family. I had no idea athletics would be the vehicle, but I saw the opportunity. But when I got to the NFL, because I wasn't supposed to be in the NFL. I wasn't your prototypical college wide receiver and all these amazing stats. So when I got there, I realized the privilege I had. I said, I'm going to take advantage of this the best I can. And as I got around year four and year five, I just kept thinking about the transition, the transition. What's going to be the plan B? Because I didn't want to be one of those players who just kind of get lost when their career is over. So I started networking, met a lot of people, uh, some doctors and different business people. So I was able to transition when my career was over. I dove right into the business world and I immediately became owner of a couple different companies. So I, I had the entrepreneur mindset and I figured if this is going to happen, I got to make it happen. Great. And, and you said something key that I just want, well, two things, but you said something that was really important for the audience tuning in to listen to. Uh, and you hear this all the time. And a lot of people just think it's a cool saying, your network is your net worth. And, and you lining up and being and building that network of people is so crucial because people help open doors for you. Someone that knows someone that knows someone. And I'm a huge believer in that mentality. So really great that you built that network because you knew that you were going to you know, get somewhere and you were going to you know, potentially need someone. But um, it's, it's, it is important to have a solid, you surround yourself with the right people. Absolutely. Um, so you're exposed to a lot of people, you experiences you've been, you've played with your know, top level athletes and, and, and put in you know, all that successful time in your NFL career. And then off the field, you've been involved in so much and a lot of keynote speaking and, and out there working with individuals. What is, what is something that you really is a, a, a solid piece of advice that you would give to anyone tuning in? It's like, Hey, if, if JJ's going to sign up, sign off on this piece of advice. This is what it would be. I would say always have a mentor, always have someone that, you know, that has walked the road that you're getting on. That's already reached that level of success that has the freeness of speak freeness to speak, because whenever you can tap into a brain and have access to someone who has that experience, it's going to cut down the inevitable learning curve for you. 
And throughout my life, I've always had mentors, whether it was through athletics, whether it through business, when I launched my speaking career, when I wrote my book, because, you know, there, there's just something about when you can tap into that experience. And, and you mentioned Joe Montana. I mean, I played two years with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play a game. Now I was excited. This is Joe Montana. This is pretty cool. But success leaves clues, right? And I remember just watching Joe for two years and just how he prepared and how he carried himself and how he was just so precise and just a professional that I learned so much just by watching him. You know, so that's the thing I tell people because sometimes some will think that maybe they're too successful, they're too experienced, they're, they know too much, they, they just, whatever reason, they feel they don't want to ask for help. And I always remind people, the best athletes in the world, the best athletes in the world, all have coaches, all have mentors, so don't be afraid to ask someone for help. Great, yes, a big believer in that, and, and, and one of the, just drop a little something just because it ties into that perfectly is uh, a saying that was told to me a long time ago, clothes mouths don't get fed. Uh, so speak up. I, I, I think that's great. If you, if, if you don't ask, you'll never know. So love that advice. I think it's great. I think that we, we get to, we get to get you know, one way mentors a lot, you know, now being able to follow people on social media, but having a true mentor that's going to really take you kind of under their wing and guide you is a whole different story. So yeah, very true. And can I add something? Because I think this, there's another element to this because sometimes we don't have the belief in ourselves and our abilities. And that's where a mentor can come in. You know, when I was in high school, my junior year, I was a number one wide receiver in the state. I was a little guy. And my uncle was the first person that mentioned my name in the NFL. He said, you're going to play in the NFL someday. And I was like, uncle, you're crazy. No, you're going to play in the NFL. And he says, I believe in you so much that I want you to give me your first NFL touchdown. I was like, get out of here. Just say, okay, whatever. You can have my first NFL touchdown. Well, fast forward to 1990, September, October 21st, where the, the Seattle Kingdom playing. I scored my first touchdown. My uncle was there. And all I could do was give him the ball. But I said, Uncle, how did you know? And he said, Nephew, I knew you had the ability, but you didn't believe in yourself. So I had to pour belief into you until you got your belief where it needed to be. And he was right. You know, so that I think is another benefit of having someone who can really pour that belief into you to where your belief is where it needs to be so you can take yourself to the level you want to get to. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so, so what? Again, maybe it's you know this the speaking circuit, or but or maybe it's just getting able to actually work with individuals and help them, you know, like you like seize that opportunity and, and help them that light bulb moment that they have. But what is it day in day out that that you love? What's that passion, that fuel that says you get out of bed and, and you you run through that wall because you know you're excited to do it. I think first that I have more control over my businesses. <laughs> I have more control over what I do, who I work with, when I work. I mean, I have that freedom. I mean, I work hard, don't get me wrong. But as glamorous as the NFL was, you have no control. You can be the best athlete out there. You can work extremely hard. But if they feel like they want to cut you, they'll do it just like that. But now being an entrepreneur, I get to choose. I get to make the decisions. And that's important to me. And when I look at the NFL, because think about this, Frank, statistically, to make it to the NFL is very, very rare. I mean, since the NFL is about 100, I think 100 years old, there's been 20,000 men that have played in the NFL. The average career is two years, okay? The average size of an NFL player is 6'2", 245. 
157 pounds, and I played nine years. You know, and I'm proud of that. But during that journey, I learned so much. And I love to share those successes, those failures, those wins and losses with, with other people because everybody has dreams, they have goals, they have opportunities. And that's what I love the most, that I can give them a roadmap for my own personal experience to help them achieve the goals that are important to them. So that, that really drives me, not to mention my family. I mean, that's a why taking care of my family and being able to provide for them is always a motivating factor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so kind of on the just a, you know, flip side of that a little bit and thinking again, the people you get exposed to, all the people you get interact with, maybe people that you've mentored before. And maybe there's this common theme that you see. Um, but what is if you could change one thing, you say, you know, I look out on there and I, 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 I this is something I would change. What would that what would that be? That would have been the simple fact that when I first left the NFL, I was obsessed with being successful. I didn't want to be one of those guys you read about who loses everything. And so I immediately made small investments in six different companies, six different companies, three failed and then three survived. And I ran those companies for about 10 years. But the lesson I learned was, Frank, I spread myself way too thin. I tried to do too much too soon and all those companies were in different states. And so I might own the businesses, but they really own me. And they, I didn't really take advantage of the opportunities right, right away. So what I would tell people is you find one thing and you master that. You'd be really good at that. If it's that one business, you make sure you're there from day to day to be involved. My businesses were out of state. I was not involved every single day, even if you're on the phone. So that is definitely something I, I would change and focus on one thing and really commit to that and be really good at that. And you're right about spreading yourself thin. I think a lot of us try that. And to, to even echo what you're saying, a lot of us try to master everything. We can't be the best at everything. And, and being able to say, I know my strengths right here, and this is what I'm going to really nail. Uh, I think that's so crucial, especially for anyone, any aspiring entrepreneur. Yeah, and that's what I've learned. And now I, I say no a lot now. <laughs> what I'm doing right now is about all I can handle. Let's, let's yeah. be good at that. <laughs> And no is powerful. I mean, yes is powerful, but saying no and learning how and when to say no is so, so crucial. So it's time. We have so only so much time. And once it's gone, we don't get it back. So agreed. Uh, all right, so where are we going to be? Five, this is my favorite part of the show. Love to get, you know, a glimpse. If you look out there on the landscape, where we're at today, and, and doesn't, no topic is off limits, whatever you think, but five, maybe 10 years out, where, where are we going? Where are we going? Oh, man, that's a good question. Well, I know one thing for me, I won't have any more children in the house, you know, so I know there's going to be, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be with my wife and us traveling and doing volunteer work and doing the things we want to do. Um, but I don't know, you know, I think I'm intrigued with artificial intelligence. <laughs> I think that's a pretty hot topic. I think there's going to definitely be an impact there, you know, because robots and AI is really already making an impact and replacing jobs. And I think there's a huge, uh, I think that's going to be a huge impact, you know, on the way we live. Um, fortunately, I'm in the speaking industry. I don't think there's going to be any robots doing any motivational speaking. But, but yeah, I think technology will continue to evolve and continue to um, make our life convenient, but also could hurt some industries too. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. Got it. Great. Yes. And you make a good point. It, 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 
they'll, it'll help and it'll automate some, uh, maybe create some jobs for the right people who kind of get down that path. But then there's going to be some, some jobs lost to automation. And, and that's, you know, unfortunately that's a fact it's, it's, it's going to happen. But I think, like you said, people getting be paying attention now, I think is what's important to what's coming. So that's just not, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to wake up and say, Oh, all the jobs are gone. Um, so yeah, I, I think paying attention to AI is something everyone needs to be doing. Yeah. Um, so, so where do we find you? Someone, someone says, you know what, I need a keynote speaker or, or I want to learn more about JJ and how his, is what he brings when he, when he, uh, when he comes to speak at an event, where, where do folks find you? How do they get in touch with you? I'd say my website, jjburn.com is the best place to go. That's the hub. You can learn everything you want to know about me uh, from a speaker standpoint. Um, you can look at some nice clips of me speaking. I have a uh, the Burden Report, which is my monthly motivational newsletter. I try to release some kind of motivational content there. And, and I'm all over social media. I mean, like you, I'm very active. I love social media. I love to engage and, and establish new relationships. So... And I don't think there's any other J.J. Burns on the internet. So if you just punch my name in there, you'll find me. Yes, yes. And I can validate the fact that you, you do, you hit everyone back. Uh, you reply to your comments and, and, and you put out some great content, especially on LinkedIn. So enjoyed following your journey there. Enjoyed having you today as a guest. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And if anyone tuning in has any questions, Feel free to, to reach out, drop them in the comments, wherever you see this post, and, and we'll make sure that JJ gets you an answer. So, JJ, thank you. Thank you so much for making some time for us. Yeah, thank you, too, Frank. And I want to say thank you, too, for your content as well. You, you produce some very uh, positive, some very informative, and, and inspiring content. So keep up the good work. Yes, thank you. Much appreciated. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to 5 for more information. I'll see you next week.